Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, just before the show, you were literally counting down the days to Christmas. Well, <laughs> exactly. Good morning, Jason. Hope you're doing well. And yeah, it is that time of season where particularly the fellas in the crowd are going, you know, I better go to the mall or, you know, <laughs> find find a, uh, some time. You know, most of us just don't like to shop, and, you know, the, uh, the ladies out there do most of it, but... Um, so those of us uh, of the less gentle, gentle sex, uh, I guess, we need to get on the stick at this point. We only have about two and a half more weeks, and actually, um, we're we're also, you know, already in the middle of Hanukkah. So it's just, um, and, and of course, there are a lot of other religious celebrations out there as well. But but uh, the you know. The kids are counting on Santa Claus, so <laughs> <laughs> no matter what. I mean, that's just universal, I guess. But the bottom line is uh, it is a special time, and, and uh, the days are counting down. It just blows my mind at how quickly the year has gone by. You know, here we are, you know, December, and, uh, you know, another few weeks and it'll be 2019 and then we'll have to figure out how to write the dates again you know before we mess up our checkbooks and and the like but it just goes so fast it does (laughs) it just seems like just the other week we were talking about potential tax reform and you know now we're yeah and actually there's there is still time left for folks to figure out what to do uh with last minute tax planning we can talk about that this morning as well but i thought we would start out uh, continuing with where we were last week, which was talking about half-truths and big lies, if you will. Uh, I mean, things that are out there, you know, the things that get us in trouble, if you get right down to it, are the things that we know in our own mind are true, but they're not. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> you know, that's where the real danger is. And that, of course, that's one of the dangers, and the other danger is one we talk about all the time, which is all that stuff that we know we don't know because we don't know it. <laughs> and so, uh, but so let's talk about the half truths. And and uh, last week I didn't have enough time to talk about uh, v, the VA, you know, veterans. Um, and there's a bunch of half-truths and big lies as it relates uh, to the VA. And it's, it's sad that there's any lie when it comes to the VA because we're talking about our veterans. Our veterans uh, and every veteran uh, has put themselves in harm's way or potentially put themselves in harm's way for us, you know, to preserve – our cherished freedoms. That's what it's all about. And people have to step up in order to serve our country, in order to, to do that. I mean, there are different ways of serving our country, but there are not many ways where you know going in that you may be in harm's way, period. And it's a, you know, this will sound a little bit wacky, but, you know, when people say, thank you for your service, 
And I get that frequently. And I know that, that my uh, colleagues out there who are veterans, uh, we get that all the time. And it, it's, it's, that's really not the right thing to say, in, in my opinion. And, it, and, of course, we're all different in terms of what we like and what we don't like. But it's really not about the service. <laughs> if somebody really wants to thank you the right way, it should be thank you for your sacrifice uh, because and, – and when I say sacrifice, everyone who serves in the military has huge sacrifices. And it's not just the veteran themselves. It's, it's the fa- entire family has sacrifices. Uh, there are different kinds of sacrifices, but they're still huge sacrifices. And to me, that's really – what needs to be said because the people don't really recognize the sacrifices. Now, certainly if someone is uh, dies in service or is injured in service, people understand that kind of sacrifice. But there are small types of sacrifices that go on uh, every day, every week, every month, um, and, and it's challenging for all families in the military service. Now, there's some good things about the military service, too. It's not all bad. I enjoyed my time in the service, too, but there were always sacrifices. And and it, like I said, it's, yeah, yeah, we served, but the, it's, it's, when it comes to being thanked, I think it really has more to do with to be thanked for all of the sacrifices that uh, not only the servicemen endure, but their families endure. And the, and truthfully, the, the that could be said as much to the to the wives and children of servicemen as as to the servicemen themselves. We, I mean, any of us who have served, we know what that's all about. And this time of year, it's a good time for folks to be thinking about the sacrifices that that folks folks make. But let's talk about the VA. Now, the VA is one huge bureaucracy. Well, I shouldn't say one huge bureaucracy. It's actually three huge bureaucracies or two and a half bureaucracies. As if that wasn't hard enough. Right. (laughs) I mean, just to confuse folks. So what am I talking about? Well, the biggest bureaucracy, and, and this is not so bad, is the VHA. Now, that's the health services. That's the hospitals. That's the clinics that serve veterans. Now, that the VHA does not serve all veterans. You know, that's a mistake. You know, the the just because you serve doesn't mean that the VA is going to provide your health care for the rest of your life. You, you have to be a certain type of a veteran. Um, And so most of it has to do with you were injured in service or, and you have a a service-connected disability, or it might be that you were a prisoner of war, or you, um, uh, there are a lot of criteria as it relates to whether the VA can serve you or not. Uh, now, vet, veterans, and of course, we hear a lot about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and um, the, the VA actually does probably, not probably, they do the best job of treating PTSD than any healthcare provider out there. But the main thing about the healthcare services is they are trying to do 
the best they they possibly can for the most part. And you know the the quality of the service does vary from area to area. And we're very fortunate in the Raleigh Durham area and the the surrounding region. Uh, that the quality of care in this area is very, very high. It's some of the best uh, in the nation. And the VHA is actually the largest health care provider in the world. By far, nobody even comes close to touching it in terms of the monstrosity of how big it is. Um, and uh, unfortunately, it is underfunded. Um, it, you know, um, there are a lot of problems with the VA that could be improved internally without funding. But, you know, the bottom line is is that uh, un- unless there's more money put in it, they, they have limitations on how they can serve folks. And, and, um, and so th- that is an area where promises made by the politicians are not really kept. In other words, they say, yes, the VA is wonderful and we're going to do all this stuff for our veterans. But the bottom line is if they don't put the money where their mouth is, then uh, less can be done. And, you know, there's a whole lot more in promises than what actually gets provided to veterans. And that's, you know, most people don't pay attention to it unless they're a veteran who are being denied services that they, they should get. And that's pretty sad. So what are the other? Now, the VHA, uh, if you get right down to it, that they do a pretty good job, and that, that is meaningful. So we go, hooray, that's fabulous what they do. Uh, so they're doing a difficult job being underfunded. <laughs> so they're not making big bucks trying to serve veterans. Now, then you have another group that does a fabulous job. Actually, they do the best job in the VA system, and that's the NCA. That's the smallest group, but the the NCA provides um, the services for our deceased uh, veterans. You know, they make sure that the families receive uh, their flag and and um, the gravesite if if that's appropriate. I mean, there. But the bottom line is uh, that area of the VA does a really good job. They're very responsive. They're very timely, unlike, <laughs> you know, the others. And then you have the Darth Vader's in the VA system, and that is the VBA area. That's the second largest uh, bureaucracy. And unfortunately, the benefits area, uh, and, and this is really, again, this is where lots of promises are made but um, not kept. It's underfunded. The VA continuously finds ways to deny claims or to make it more difficult for veterans to apply for um, for benefits that are deserving, um, and it's unfortunate. Uh, it's but and there's no communication at all among the three big divisions of uh, of the VA. So, if you go to the healthcare services and fill out forms. Uh, even though you may do it on a computer now, you know, they, they actually did get into the 20th century. They're not into the 21st century yet, but they did get into the late 20th century finally at the VA and started using computers. But uh, <laughs> the, the bottom line is if you fill out a form for the VHA, it doesn't translate to the VBA at all or vice versa. Uh, so 
it's pretty sad the, the way it works. And even at the top of the VA, there's no real communication among the folks who lead the different divisions of the VA. And that's, again, pretty sad. Um, that's where the big lie is with the VA is that at least in, in – and you have to understand, I've worked on the government side, not for the VA, but on the government side. And I've also worked on the private side. And I've seen the attitudes on both sides. And at least from my perspective, the VBA is designed to deny your claims and make it more difficult. It's not designed to be helpful or make it easy to apply. All of the rules that they have are um, just seem way out of sync with what they're trying to provide. And so, you know, uh, it's it's the kind of thing where if you think about it, what they're doing is they're doing two things. They're trying to delay people getting what they deserve, and they're trying to deny people what they deserve in terms of our veterans. And, of course, uh, justice delayed is justice denied. It's just that they take it one step forward. Uh, farther by trying to deny everything. And and so many of the claims, particularly on the disability side, you file a claim and, and it seems to be, even if everything is in order, it's denied. Uh, I mean, it and there's no, it's all, it's like they're saying, yeah, we got your claim, it's denied. And they're just waiting to see if you will appeal it, you know, if you'll go away as opposed to pursuing uh, the claim, uh, and that's even if you filed everything that they need to uh, administer the uh, application properly, it's like their first and sometimes second uh, effort at it. You appeal once, you get denied again, you have to appeal it again, uh, but and till till someone actually look at looks at your claim. Now the the. Um, VA claim in the VBA section uh, that we that I have focused on the most is that area where veterans can receive uh, assistance or reimbursement for long-term care uh, costs because no one can afford long-term care. Uh, now, the VA just changed its rules in October to make it far more difficult for veterans to apply for, for those benefits. They've changed the rules. Now, Congress didn't ask them to change the rules. They arbitrarily, at the top of the VA, decided they would change the rules to make it more difficult for veterans to be able to um, apply and be, uh, to, to be able to get uh, veterans' benefits for long-term care. And truthfully, you know, does it make me mad to see what they they've done absolutely now i just saw a couple weeks ago their new application form for va pension reimbursements that application form is out of this world i mean it looks like a very complicated tax form they ask questions that have no relevance to the va rules as they've amended them i mean they're asking for tax basis along with anything that's been given away for the last a number of years, not just the three years 
uh, prior to filing the application, but they're they're asking things that most people have no clue what the answer is. I mean, if you're out there, do you know what basis is? Do you know what basis is in all your property? And even those folks who understand taxes and understand income tax basis, they have no clue what it is. Uh, I mean, you, you know what you own most of the time, but you, you don't necessarily know what the basis in that property is. Well, their application wants to know your basis in all the property that you have. It's not even relevant to the application, but they're asking stuff like that on this application. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I, I really hope that Congress looks into this and fires everybody at the top of the VA. They're, they're just... I mean, when the promises are made by the politicians to help our veterans and the VAs, they're doing everything they can do to disqualify veterans or to make it more difficult for veterans to be able to apply, that's counterproductive. I mean, that's not what America's about. You know, if we want to uplift our veterans for the true service and sacrifice that veterans have made, then, damn it, give them what they deserve <laughs> when— and not and stop putting up barriers to it. And it, yes, it does make me mad to think about what the VA does. And now I know that there are a lot of good people who work for the VA, but they have bosses that are putting these things in place uh, that they have to, in order to keep their job, they have to, you know, administer the claims the way their bosses tell them to do it. And from the top of the VA. Uh, it's it, they're you know they're folks that are just trying to limit and again part of it is the fact that Congress is underfunding uh, the benefits and so they're limiting what people can get because they only have so much money to pay out but again that's that's a false uh, thing coming out of Washington where they don't fund what they should be funding so that they can actually make it reasonable, you know, for, for folks to get what they deserve. And uh, no, I don't like the new, the new rules. Now, there's still plenty of folks that can be served, but the applications are five times harder to fill out now because, and it's not the new rules that make the application harder. It's they've simply, they're asking questions that have no relevance to, um, and we don't know when we fill out the application now how they're actually going to um, administer these things or where if you don't answer their questions that don't have relevance, are they actually going to deny your claim because you haven't answered questions that have no relevance to the rules? <laughs> yeah, that's that's disheartening to hear. And uh, it, it puts those who are applying in, in such a bad situation uh, and a lot of times they're already in a bad situation. So uh, to compound that, that's that's really disheartening, Bill. Right. Well, we've got more uh, half-truths and big lies that we want to get to with regards to veterans' benefits. And we've also got some solutions for you, whether it's Bill's seminar or some podcasts that Bill has on his website. We'll tell you all about those right after this. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF.
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Thanks for joining us this morning. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we are talking about half truths and big lies uh, when it comes to uh, the uh, the Medicaid and uh, veterans VA benefits, and uh, we've been focusing mostly on VA benefits. We talked about Medicaid yeah. last week, Bill. And uh, before we we get back to those, I do want to remind everyone that you've got a couple seminars coming up this Wednesday, December twelfth. Uh, now we're only doing morning and afternoon sessions this mm-hmm. month only. Uh, starting back in January, we'll go back to the three. Well, our seminars are important to folks. It is pure educational. We don't feed folks, but it's. Um, yeah. Uh, it, we feed you the information that you need to know, and the information is accurate, it's timely, and it's important to any family that um, it, is worried about the cost of long-term care because we go over the government programs. Now, we've been talking about you know, some of the half-truths regarding veterans' benefits, and we do talk about a good bit about veterans benefits at the seminar. Now, the the big program that is important uh, to veterans only is for veterans who served during a period of war. So that doesn't mean they actually fought in a war, but they were in the military somewhere in the world while a war was uh, was going on. So uh, the war periods, of course, we still have some World War II veterans out there. Korea, Korean conflict veterans, Vietnam veterans. Those are the three biggies. And right now, of course, the two biggest are the Korean War veterans and the Vietnam veterans. And then you have the desert war veterans uh, as well after Vietnam. But all of the skirmishes uh, between those wars are not war periods, such as the invasion of Panama, the invasion of Grenada, uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, the Cold War. You know, those those uh, don't count. So, but if you have a loved one who served during a period of war, then the veterans pension programs and there's there are still even though the application is ten times more difficult to fill out now there are still many veterans who can qualify for VA pension right away. In other words, even though there's a three-year look back and there's some rules that are contrary to uh, using annuities and other things that were abused in the past, um, there's still lots and lots of veterans who can can get um, – but, but the rules are still extraordinarily tricky – and you really need some help, and coming to the seminar is a good way to understand how that program actually works and what the rules are to where you can, um, can get a benefit. Well, if you want to sign up, you can do that for free online at WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website, WGALaw.com. You can register for free. There's two seminars to choose from this Wednesday, December 12th. There's a morning session and an afternoon session. And uh, if you happen to miss out on this one, you can check back in January for that. You can also call Bill's office at 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. Again, registration is free. You got nothing to lose, and uh, you'll gain some great information and insight from Bill. Well, Bill, let's get back to uh, our discussion on the VA. Well, actually, uh, from my perspective, uh, 
one of the issues, and I want to segue into the discussion, is the fact that uh, one of the abuses, if you really get down to it, and I I don't know that it was really an abuse, but um, there were many uh, financial advisors who would tell veterans that the only way, which that's a big lie, the only way that they could get a pension benefit was to put their assets into an annuity. And, and um, uh, unfortunately, I mean, that, of course, was not true, but people did use annuities uh, successfully uh, for certain assets um, to make it a non-countable asset in order to be uh, eligible for veterans' pension benefits. Now the new rules basically say if you buy an annuity, then you're not going to get a benefit, period. So you got to understand how the new rules now I work, and I I do believe that the the way the even though I'm not a big advocate for annuities, um, uh, the VA has thrown the baby out with the bathwater by the way they've implemented the new rules regarding annuities. There is a place for annuities in planning. Um, it's very limited, far more limited than what most financial advisors <laughs> would tell you. Uh, And so I want to segue basically to talk a little bit about annuities because um, there are an awful lot of financial uh, advisors out there who think annuities are absolutely a God's gift to everyone. And uh, and most people who've heard me talk will uh, understand that I am not an, an advocate for annuities in most situations. But but at the same time, I would say um, that there is a place for annuities, and there are folks who should not have them, and there are other folks that they're perfectly legitimate investment vehicles. But the problem for most folks is knowing whether you're a good candidate to have one or not. So, I, I, and some folks don't even understand what an annuity is, but the, the bottom line is an annuities are insurance contracts. And uh, there are many, many different kinds of annuities. The only thing that's the same about every annuity is that it is an insurance contract. And what you, you know, people uh, tout the insurance contracts as, oh, this is wonderful and that's wonderful. Don't you like that? And wouldn't that be wonderful for you to have in your portfolio? Well, you have to understand that there are two parties to the contract, you and the insurance company. And uh, uh, when there's two parties to a contract, guess what? There are some good things for the insurance company, too, that are not so good for you. <laughs> in, in other words, you get some benefits, the insurance company gets benefits, and that's why uh, it, 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 there's a contract that's entered into. If, if the benefits that you receive are greater than the negatives, then that's, you know, then it, it can be a, a good idea to, to use annuities. 
uh, to some limited degree. You never put all your eggs in one basket. You know, I, I like to think of myself as a wealth preservation specialist, somebody who can look at not only the law but at on the financial side of things and the long-term care rules and those kind of things. And when you factor long-term care into annuities, it becomes that much more complicated because most families will have long-term care issues. And again, most families who have long-term care is- issues need financial assistance to get through that crisis. And that's that's why we stay busy. So annuities can uh, be very uh, not helpful to families who go through long-term care crisis. And of course, um, age makes a big difference as it relates to that as well. But the first thing folks need to know is there are a bunch of different kinds of annuities or different kinds of contracts. And there are folks who think that all annuities are safe. In other words, you can't lose your principal if you invest in an annuity. Again, that is not true. There is a whole group of annuities called variable annuities where there's just as much market risk that, you know, in other words, if the stock market goes down or crashes, then your variable annuity crashes along with it because it's based on, uh, <clears throat> internally, it's based on how well the, the whatever index you're using inside for the, for the um, why it's variable. And then there's another group of annuities called fixed annuities. Now, those do have guarantees, but uh, just traditional fixed annuities typically give you an interest rate like a CD. And so is that a good thing or not? Well, it might be for some folks, but for a lot of folks, uh, it's it's got some negatives to it too. And so the question is how much are they paying and versus something that's very flexible like a CD, <laughs> you know? Um uh, and, and you know, and and you also have to look at different institutions when you're looking at savings uh, to compare against uh, CDs. Uh, my, uh, for, for instance, uh, the credit unions tend to offer better rates uh, on savings um, than do the traditional banks. Um, then you have some of the institutions. My my son, George Alexander, is a financial advisor with Edward Jones, and Edward Jones has, I believe, the highest CD rates offered um, right now. Um, and yeah, he, we we had a family discussion over over that just recently, and and uh, I, you know, their rates are really really good. So that's you know that's something to look at, and then. You actually have the one kind of annuity that I'm not totally against, if you will, and and that's called a fixed indexed annuities. But they come in all shapes and sizes as well. So uh, what's the difference? Now, fixed indexed annuities, uh, like a fixed annuity, that does – uh, typically guarantee that you cannot lose principal, and that's important to folks, particularly when you have a situation where the market uh, may drop a lot. Uh, and there are some very smart people that uh, right now think that our 
market is overpriced and is likely that we're likely to see uh, a downgrade or a recession at in so, at some point in the foreseeable future. Well, all of us know that that the markets are volatile; they go up and down, and so um, you know, is that a good reason for an annuity? Uh, well, a fixed. If you're looking at a fixed indexed annuity, you're choosing an index to be invested in. And so the indexes vary a whole lot. So it's a matter of picking the best index based on what you're looking for. And then there, there's always fine print. And that's where you have to be really careful when you're looking at an annuity contract. And so what are some of the things to look for? Well, one is, is the index capped? Well, if it's capped, that, that means if the index goes up to 15% and you're capped at 7%, you're going to get 7%. So you're really not getting the benefit, the full benefit of that index. And there are some that are capped and there are others that are uncapped. So obviously, if you're going to buy a fixed indexed annuity, buying one that's uncapped is a whole lot better than buying one that's capped. Um, uh, the allocation inside the index is another fine print thing. Some indexes only give you, say, 70% uh, uh, of the allocation, whether it's capped or uncapped, or 60% or 80% or 90% or 100% or even I've seen up to 150% of an allocation. Now, how they do that? I don't know, but I do know when it's less than 100% that you're actually being capped, and that's not a good good thing uh, again. So if you are looking at one of those annuities, you, you look for something that's a good, a really good index, uncapped, and where the allocation is at least 100% or better. Uh, because you, you better have a really good uh, reason if you're going to have an allocation of less than 100%. But it has to be an index that's just way better than any anything else out there. And, and at least from my perspective, that's not ever true. <laughs> so those are those fine print things that uh, if, if you're going to look at an annuity, that makes a difference. And then... And I know we're probably going on too long. Are we going on too long, Jason? We're going on a little long. All right. Well, let's take a break, and I'll come back and talk about the other or the, the you know, the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say, when it comes to annuities. <laughs> How about that? Excellent. That sounds like a deal, Bill. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Jason Kong here alongside Bill Alexander. And we're talking about annuities. But before we get back to that, Bill, I want to let everyone know that uh, just last month you did a, a podcast on annuities. And people can find your new podcast called Asset Protection Today Podcast. 
easily named enough for you, Bill. Uh, they can find that on your website, WGALaw.com. You can also find it in all the major podcast marketplaces, Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Podcast Store. Uh, they're pretty much everywhere. Stitcher, uh, anywhere you consume podcasts, you can find Bill's show there. And these are nice, digestible ways to get the tips that you typically bring us here every Saturday morning at 11. Um, digitally, whether it's on demand, you can get those tips. And uh, again, you did a, a nice one on annuities uh, just last month. So if folks want to find more information, learn more, maybe share some of the tips that you're sharing um, with other friends and family, they can do that as well. Well, I appreciate that, that Jason. And I would encourage folks to, to look at the podcast or listen to the podcast, I should say, uh, as an opportunity to learn more. But Getting back to annuities, the, one of the key things that your financial advisor is not going to talk about is are you a good candidate relating to the potential for the need for long-term care assistance? Because oftentimes, most annuities basically are countable resources that uh, will uh, not help you. In fact, it basically will prevent you from receiving long-term care assistance. So the easiest way to say this is if you are a family that uh, either is currently concerned or looking forward, you know, looking to the future based on where you are financially, that you know that you will have a significant concern relating to the ability to pay for long-term care, then an annuity is probably not something that you should look at. Uh, uh, it, it needs to be you need to understand that it's those folks, the, the folks who are good candidates for annuities are those who don't have to worry about long-term care financial issues, such as those who have really good long-term care insurance policies, those who are, are very wealthy um, and are self-insured with, you know, whether they have long-term care insurance or not, those folks who have extremely high income that's guaranteed each month, those folks, uh, uh, and there's, there's other uh, groups of folks as, as well, uh, it may be that folks have just tremendous retirement accounts, you know, like you have a half million or more in retirement account assets. Uh, an awful lot of folks like that are not uh, uh, typically going to receive financial assistance when it relates to um, uh, long-term care. So, uh, but but the bottom line is is that uh, that that makes a difference. So. Uh, the real key is whether or not you're concerned about the ability to pay for long-term care. And if you are, then you really shouldn't be looking at annuities, any kind of annuity, because it uh, can be very contrary to your ability to get financial assistance when you need it. And that's true whether you're single or married. Uh, so it, it makes makes a big difference as it relates to that. And that's something that we do or that I do. It's not something I talk about at the seminar because we just don't have enough time. But uh, in my office, uh, you know, because I, I do help folks on the wealth side and what type of investments that are appropriate for them in order to make it coordinated with their uh, legal planning as well, their estate planning. Yeah, and that's key to have a long-term view and to be able to anticipate those unintended consequences of some of the decisions that you make. But uh, if you do want to get a hold of Bill, schedule an appointment with him, 919 919- 
256-7000 is the number to call, 919-256-7000. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. To asset protection today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. We've had a wonderful show so far today. I uh, still want to remind you that we've got a seminar this coming Wednesday. We actually have two seminars, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. We typically have three, but for uh, December only, we're having two. We'll go back to three next month. That seminar is December 12th. You can register online at WGALaw.com. Registration is free, and Bill, uh, it's so much covered in these seminars, and it's uh, again, it's a great service for those who are looking for some information. Well, Jason, the biggest lie out there is that Medicaid and or your health insurance will cover long-term care costs. It just doesn't. And that's the biggest lie. That's the biggest misconception out there. Um, And, of course, the other big lie is that you have to be dirt poor in order to receive any of these uh, benefit programs, and that's a big lie, too. Not true at all. And those are things that we do cover at our seminar. We talk about what does Medicare cover and importantly what it doesn't cover we we talk about medicaid what does it cover and what it doesn't cover we talk about um, what your insurance might cover we talk about tricare for life for veterans or you know folks who retired from the military and what that covers because that's unusual Uh, We talk about special assistance, which is a program for assisted living. We talk about our veterans' benefits. And we talk about how all of these programs actually don't work together at all. They're all separate systems with different rules. And that makes it really complicated for families to figure out because in almost every case, you have one program or two programs that apply to different levels of care which really complicates things because as uh, as you go through life, you, you don't stay at one stage. You get worse. Very rarely do you get better. Uh, and it makes a difference in terms of which program might be appropriate for your family. Yeah. And that's, uh, again, an important perspective to have because as you alluded to, Bill, it's, it's just nearly impossible to get uh, all the information necessary to make a, a good decision. Well, those are all topics that we cover at our seminar, which can be really helpful to families, whether they're right in the throes of it or not. And we also encourage uh, professionals, social workers, lawyers, CPAs, uh, financial advisors, others who have an interest in long-term care issues as to uh, how these programs work. If that sounds like you, head over to WGALaw.com. That's the website. You can register online for free. You can also call Bill's office at 919-256-7000. Quick breaking back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF.
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Again, want to remind you one more time that uh, for December only, Bill's seminars are only a morning and an afternoon session. Um, starting back next month, we'll go back to the three sessions. But you can find all the information online at WGALaw.com. You can also call Bill's office at 919 256 7,000. And uh, you can also pick up Bill's book. You can buy that off of Amazon. It's called Money Secrets with Bill and Mike. You just Google that, plug that into Amazon, and you'll find the book there. Might be a great Christmas gift for someone who's interested in, in getting some money tips, Bill. Absolutely. And, but we would really encourage folks to look at coming to the seminar. We know it's a busy time, but if your family's in uh, one of those situations, it's also a good good time to learn. It really is. Again, WGALaw.com is the website. It's also the place where you can find Bill's podcast. He's got plenty of great information for you there. Thank you so much for joining us. We are out of time for today. We hope you'll join us again next week. We do this every Saturday at 11. It's Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a great weekend.